I was born the moment the Traveler died, as everything collapsed around us. Before that day, there had never been a ghost. There had never been a guardian. I don't know much about the Traveler, but I know it made me to bring you back. And I spent a really, really long time searching for you. The Cosmodrome? Not the first place I looked. As I saw the other ghosts find their guardians, and the centuries went by, I wondered if I'd ever find you. And then, I did. Welcome to 143 Pixels. I'm Bill, and we're here to talk about games we love. Each episode, I bring a friend, and that friend brings a game. This week, my friend is Mike Krahulik, and the game that he brought is Destiny. You may have heard uh, Mike Krahulik's name before, but you probably know him better as his alter ego, Gabe, from Penny Arcade. He is the uh, co-creator and artist for penny-arcade.com, one of the biggest video game uh, sites in the world. Uh, he is the co-creator of PAX, Penny Arcade Expo, uh, you know, PAX East, PAX West, PAX, PAX Prime, all of those things where people all gather to go talk about video games. Well, I decided that I wanted to get Mike to come on 143 Pixels. I sent him a message, and he said yes. So here we are, uh, getting ready to talk about all of Mike's stuff. Before we get started, make sure that you check out their comics over at penny-arcade.com. And if you want to follow Mike on Twitter, and you should... He is at C.W. Gabriel. That's at C.W. Gabriel on Twitter. Uh, the game that he picked was Destiny. And uh, I, I had never played the original Destiny, but I played a bunch of Destiny 2, and I had a lot of fun with it. And we had a really fun conversation talking about uh, both games, really. They're, they're kind of one game, although I was not aware of that at the time. Um, we talked about how the story of destiny is kind of hidden and you have to go and dig for it. And we, we discussed a little bit about, you know, his thoughts about if he likes it when there's breadcrumbs for you to go find, or if he prefers them to, uh, you know, give you the stuff right up uh, in, in the front. We talked about the relationship between, uh, developers and publishers between the suits and the people who are making the games. And we talked about how sometimes, you know, there can be good and bad on both sides. Uh, we talked about when a video game, you know, they try to tick all of the boxes. They try and be too many things at the same time. We talked about what kind of uh, raider, like massively multiplayer online kind of game raider that he is. We talked about accidentally finishing games. and But most of all, we talked about the butt cape. And if you want to know more about the butt cape, you got to listen to the show. So huge thank you to Mike uh, for coming on the show and talking to me about one of his favorite games of all time, Destiny.
you decided that you wanted, like I asked and you were like, there's so many games, I have trouble deciding, and then you settled on Destiny. Now, I never played the first Destiny. I played the hell out of the second one. Uh, that game okay. is that game is really, really good. I heard that it didn't start too well, but then they kind of fixed it like uh, with the wheels on. Uh, but why did you pick Destiny? Uh, you know, I mean, Destiny was one of those games that I was in at... I was lucky enough to get in during the beta, and it was very rough at first, but I fell in love with it immediately. Even with all of its original flaws, I just found the loop incredible. The the moment-to-moment gameplay and the, the loot and everything, I ju- it just grabbed me. So when uh, – did you know – well, I mean, obviously, you, you're you're somebody who follows the gaming industry fairly closely. Um, were you already convinced ahead of time or because of the, the pedigree of, you know, Bungie and Halo and, and all of that stuff? Or were you like, I'm? were you surprised? I was surprised, uh, actually. And I was the only person in my friend group who was actually willing to sort of look past all the flaws and, and like it. Um, I was, I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> Honestly, I found myself just grinding away at it hour after hour, uh, at night and I could not stop. So, um, usually we talk about this a little later in it, but you said, you, you know, you, you were the person in your friend group that was able to look past the flaws. What were the flaws that like, what was it that stood out to people that you were like, well, you know what though, in, in, in it's better than that. You know, well, you know, I mean, I think early on, um, it was difficult to see that it was not. It's not an open world game, you know, um, and it, it wasn't a lot of things. It wasn't really a, a single player first person shooter. It didn't have a great story. Um, it was this weird multiplayer thing um, that felt really good to to just sort of grind. I mean, it, it was honestly a thing where I would put on Spotify and just shoot guys, mm-hmm. you know? And the great thing about Destiny, one of the things I really liked about it was that, and one of the things people hated about it was that there's <laughs> really no, they really don't give you much story. And that was really, really apparent in the first one. They weren't giving you anything in the first one, but the story was there. If you wanted to dig for it and find these grimoire cards and and the little blurbs that were written on weapons and stuff like that you could sort of tease the story out but you didn't have to sit through long expositions and stuff like that so i remember when i played the second one i felt like i was so confused and i i don't know if i was confused because i hadn't played the first one but as i was playing i was i had no idea where to go the onboarding experience was terrible they didn't teach you anything was that because it was just like the first one or was was that a holdover from the first one and they just didn't get better at that? I would say that there was a very weird period of time in one and two there where, you know, they made one and I don't think they they realized that they had really made an MMO and that people would want to carry their characters forward, you know, and progress mm-hmm. those guardians um, and they didn't necessarily want a Destiny 2. <laughs> they just wanted more Destiny, you know? And 
um, at the time, I think that they were under contract, right? They had to make a Destiny 2. And right. now you'll see there is no Destiny 3, right? All of that is just getting floated into the, the current content. You just go and you play Destiny. But back then, they had to make a new game. And I think that there was a very weird break there where they didn't really know what they were doing. Do you think that those decisions um, were... Uh, uh, oftentimes made by publishers so like do you think like that that's that decision was made by suits at um activision and bungie was like oh, for crying out loud okay i guess we'll do what you want but we don't want to do it and that's why they ended up shedding themselves of that chain afterwards uh boy i mean that's sure what it looks like from the outside you know i mean i don't have any particular insight but it, it sure seems like having watched that organization for a while that that they are run by people who want artistic freedom, mm -hmm. right? Um, whether it be from Microsoft or whether it be from Activision, like they want to make what they want to make. They want to get paid. Like they want somebody to give them money, but then they want to be left alone. Um, and publishers, you know, don't do that. It's well, hard to find somebody who's willing to do that. Which that's too bad. Because it seems like for this particular uh, developer, that is the best system. Because when oh, when yeah. Activision doesn't have its fingers in the pot and Microsoft doesn't have its fingers in the pot, they're able to make some really, really amazing stuff. Yeah, and you know, it's not all their fault. You know, for every Bungie, you know, there's a No Man's Sky where you can <laughs> leave them to just make what they want and say, hey, I trust you guys to do it. And then they don't deliver that. And then you have to go hands on, right? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, I, I understand they're in a difficult business, but you'd, you'd think that they'd be, you know, canny enough and in the industry long enough to look at somebody like Bungie and be like, you know what, we're just going to let you guys make what you want. <laughs> Yeah, it almost, it, almost, it, it almost seems like, um, you know, with Activision and Blizzard where, you know, Activision now owns Blizzard, but they, I mean, for the most part, it feels, maybe I'm wrong, but from the outside, it feels like they're just like, you guys do whatever you want to do. We're going to, we're going to stay out of it. And, and to me, it seems like that's the best way to go. Just be, just be a, a guy with money in a hat that, that you bring out and you're like, here you go, take some. Uh, and, yes. and then you can use that in order to make more money. I think that that's really the best way. Yeah. I imagine it takes one time for that guy to get burned before he becomes the other guy, but it's still <laughs> nice to, it's still nice when you can meet that first guy. So you, you mentioned uh, a little bit ago, you were talking about this idea that like they accidentally made an MMO. Uh, do you feel like destiny was trying to be, and we're, we're still kind of talking about why your friends didn't understand what they were what they were missing out on do you think that the game was trying to be too many things at the same time uh yeah and i think people were expecting a lot out of it you know i mean it was coming from the guys that made halo and it you know it really isn't that at all um my best description of the game to a friend of mine uh who i was trying to convince one time to play it was that it is a destiny is a racing game and the guns are the cars Okay. So okay. <laughs> you just you're go you're going on the same track every day, round and around and around. But what makes it interesting is the novelty of and the individuality of each car and how it controls and how it handles and 
and the way that you tackle that track is different based on the car that you have, right? So, yeah, you're always on the moon. You know, I'm just grinding the moon all night, <laughs> right? But it's it's the combination of weapons and skills that I have that makes it interesting. That's really cool. I never thought of it that way, but the way you explain it makes makes a lot of sense. Um, do you feel like Destiny Two? is also like that or do you feel do you feel like destiny 2 is different enough from the first one to justify the the number afterwards no i don't think so i think that um i think that like i said there was something weird in that deal they were forced to make a second game probably when it really didn't align with internally what they wanted to do maybe um and the whole thing just felt kind of weird they've all they've ironed a lot of that out. I mean, I don't know when the last time you played Destiny was, but they have a whole new onboarding experience, and it's a much more unified game that I think makes a lot more sense now if you were to come to it. Yeah, there's I, I, tons I think, more activities, too. Oh, yeah, there's there's tons to do in the game, I'll, even though I know there's a lot of people who are angry um, <laughs> at Bungie because they recently were like, um, that planet, you can't go there anymore, and you can't go to this one either. And everybody's like, what are you doing? And they're, they're, I think, I don't know if it's the real reason, but I feel like they're just trying to make it so that it's not taking up your entire uh, PS5 hard drive or whatever. It's, right. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't go in for that kind of stuff. I mean, people can be mad and, and say that, you know, you know, they paid money for this game, but I, I don't even know how many thousands of hours I've played Destiny at this point. It I got my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. like, I I feel like I got a you know I feel like I got a good deal, and if they're modifying the game now, that's that's fine. I mean, the reality is that I don't honestly play much anymore. I come back to it from time to time when there's a new season or something. But just when you asked me what my favorite game is, thinking back, you know, it's one of the games I've probably spent the most time of my life playing and have the fondest memories of because it's really those nights where really it's just I turn Spotify on and I'm just grinding mm -hmm. and it's just uh, very relaxing, almost meditative. Are you on PC or console? I have played Destiny on everything. Okay. I started on PS4 um, originally, but I've played it everywhere. And um, what, what class did you play? So again, I've tried a bunch. I've tried everything, you know, at this point, but uh, Hunter has always been my favorite just because the jump um, is perfect. The other jumps I feel like are weird. They don't make any sense. Uh, Kara, my wife, loves the warlock jump, but I, I don't understand it. And the titan one I think is ridiculous, but <laughs> I, love the, I love the hunter. So is the hunter the first character that you played, or like did you start with hunter? Yeah. No, I started hunter. I knew that's what I wanted, and I mean, I still have that hunter. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I, I have, like I said, I haven't kept up, so my light level isn't what it should be. But that's my hunter. Okay, so I'm gonna I I, I make this analogy. I don't well, probably analogy is not the right word. I make this uh, observation uh, often. Okay. Um, if you go back to the the NES, and uh, if you played Mario before you played Mega Man then you don't like the way that Mega Man jumps. Uh, but if you played Mega uh, Man before you played Mario, then you don't like the way that Mario jumps. 
Now, I, that's my observation. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. Who knows? Do that's you interesting. Think, I bet you're right. Do you think that you like the way the hunter jumps because that's the one that you started with? Because I started with the warlock and I cannot get my head around the jumps of the other two classes. It could be. I mean, to me, the hunter makes the most sense because it's the most video game jumpy. It's just a double jump, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a game, right? Whereas the other ones involve some weird jet propulsion and then glide mechanic that, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with and doesn't come natural to me, but I could probably learn if I played long enough. Yeah. So, um, you know, you said that you, you don't like the way that the other characters jump, but you played a lot of the hunter and the hunter appealed to you before you played. What about the, that particular class appealed to you before you were playing? I mean, I I have the original, not like the original, I have posters of the original concept art of the three classes on my wall here in my office, Mm -hmm. Um, just because I found them interesting. You know, before the game came out, I looked at that art and I thought like, you know, who are these guys going to be and uh, which one am I going to want to play? And obviously it's got to be the guy with the cape. (laughs) Like the other two, the Titan has a cape, but it's just for his butt. (laughs) <laughs> that's not cool. It looks like a towel tucked into his waist. And the warlock has a little armband that you can't even see. So it was all about I, the looks. It was all about the looks. I mean, I'm an artist. It's got to yeah, be about the true. looks. And I know that you know what I'm talking about as a warlock. You guys <laughs> have the worst cosmetic in the game. Uh, you know, I I have to be honest. I don't even really remember um, I know that, that I played a, uh, a purple guy. I think he was purple. He's so he's not a human, not a robot. He was the yeah. other ones. And um, the Awoken. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. I, I, I played as one of those. And I really like most of the time you're in first person mode. So to me, it doesn't matter what my character looks like all that much. This is probably driving you bananas. Uh, no. I mean, I work with a writer. I mean, Jerry reads, uh, graphic novels and, and then does, and doesn't even see the art. You know, I'll, I'll tell him <laughs> afterwards. I was like, Oh, did you like the art in that? And he's like, Oh, I didn't even, well, was it cool? I... <laughs> there that were pictures? Me crazy. There were Spot. pictures in there. It was a regular what? book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, so, so as far as me not noticing the, like the, the armband, I didn't even know that there was an armband. I didn't realize that the uh, the, the Templar fella uh, had like a towel, a, a butt cape, which is an awesome yeah. like that's that's a comic right there, butt cape. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I joke about Destiny because I I do love it. Like it is a game that has a lot of flaws, <laughs> even to this day, and has always had them. Um, but man, like I can get in there and play. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's something about you're right about that gameplay loop. It is there's a simplicity to it. Uh, it's not yeah. overly complicated. You don't. I feel like a lot of times games will say make all of these choices, and now you you better know what the hell you're picking because if you make the wrong choices, it's going to be a pain in the in, in the in the rear for you later. Uh, to yes, undo yeah. those choices. But with Destiny, 
Like you could just switch your stuff all the time. It was, it's so easy. You could just go, all right, well, right now I don't really need to heal anybody. So I'm going to go into my, my little options there and switch it from a heal ability to the other thing, which I can't remember what it is. I think that that's awesome. It's so simple. Yeah. And you know, when I was playing it regularly, I would switch out based on what was needed in the group, you know, from night to night. I would, okay, well, do I need to do crowd control? I'm still the hunter, but I can change, like, if I need to do direct damage or crowd control or that type. Like, every night, it was, what do I need to be to help the group? Um, mm-hmm. and it's, that's fun, you know? And it's it's a great game once you get a couple more people in there and you're doing the um, dungeons and stuff like that. It's just It's great. Yeah, I played, um, I never played the first one. When I was playing the second one, I did play it mostly solo. Did you tend to have a set group? Like, uh, this is the group that I'm always playing with, or did you just uh, hang out with randos? Uh, You know, so at Penny Arcade, we had a crew that, um, six of us, that would run the raids pretty regularly. We would do them Tuesday nights, um, and uh, man, that was a blast. Like getting everybody on voice and doing those together and having to get everybody on the same page. It was just like back in the day doing wow raids, mm-hmm. you know, where you would get the homework ahead of time. And it's like, okay, I don't stand in this. And then I got to run over here and then he's going to do this. And then I got to, I don't know, that kind of, that kind of stuff is fun. Um, so yeah, we had a good penny arcade crew for a while. And then eventually once my kids were old enough, I started playing with, um, my oldest son, Gabe Mm -hmm. and my wife, Kara. So we had our own little fire team for a while. In fact, I, um, had an opportunity to do, I drew a pin set for Bungie of, uh, of guardians. And those three guardians are my fire, my family. Oh, that's awesome. They don't know that, (laughs) but they do now. Somebody does. They do now, yeah. 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 That's really cool. Um, that's such a, a cool opportunity that you got to got to have. Um, so when you were playing through, you said that there was this story that was that was hidden. Are you somebody who prefers to have the story something that you have to go seek out yourself, or do you would you have preferred that they do a better job uh, pointing you in the right direction for the story? Uh, You know, I'm probably weird in that I don't want a lot of story. I want sort of hints, and then I like to imagine stuff, right? So, like, if you, you know, if you look at a lot of the projects that Penny Arcade has done, people get mad at us sometimes because we don't really end stuff very well. And we don't explain stuff very well because to us, you know, we like to leave room for imagination and one of, one of my favorite comics that we've done is uh, actually destiny fan art we just did a comic about like like a little story in destiny which we never really do um just because there was so little of it at the time that it it let us sort of run wild and we mm-hmm. were really excited about it and I, I feel like as soon as stuff starts getting explained and maybe over explained that can take the fun out of it but for me it's Interesting ideas, big ideas, that gets me excited. I don't need a lot of granular detail. Awesome. Um, When I was playing uh, Destiny 2, one of my favorite moments from the game is there's this really cool uh, mission where there's this big machine and it's going to go and destroy the sun, I guess. And 
I am running down the outside of <laughs> this machine and like the heat from the sun is like you know damaging to me of course yeah yeah. Uh, so i have to hide behind these little shield things and it's such uh a, a really cool moment that that's whenever i think of destiny that is the moment that that pops to mind instantly is this amazing that this weird fight on the outside of this space machine that's going to blow up the sun what's right. your favorite moment from destiny oh wow um oh man i have so many but probably one of my favorite moments there was in the in destiny one there was a boss uh and the, just the way the room was structured there was sort of a safe area you know it's it's like in all of these boss fights there's a safe place to stand and then there's the not safe place to stand <laughs> yeah and uh somebody had to go out and pick up the boss's sword after he dropped it and try to hit him with it while everyone else watched from literally behind a window. And I can just remember watching my friends go out there and pick up that sword and get destroyed over and over <laughs> again from behind this window. And all of us laughing over and over again as, as another person would go out and die. And you're trying to figure out the fight, you know, it's new and you don't know the mechanics, but, um, just those that feeling of like all six of us being in there not having any clue what to do um but man it was a good time you you mentioned something uh almost contradictory a minute ago uh where you said that's like me yeah where you said before when you were talking about raids and you're like i gotta do the homework you know, learn where not to stand and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then just now you were talking about you were doing this thing with your fire team and nobody knew what they were supposed to do. So my question is, what kind of raider are you in an MMO kind of thing? Are you the kind of guy who like goes to the website and, and watches a video and that says like, go here, do this. This is what you should expect. Uh, make sure that you, you know, after three minutes, this happens. Or are you somebody that prefers to go in and you you just kind of go in blind, not knowing what's going to happen and try and learn the fight as a group? I love the blind playthrough. Um, for me, it's the first it's the first time in, the first couple times in where nobody knows what to do. Those are really exciting. But, you know, I think every raid group has somebody in it and they probably need somebody like this, right, <laughs> to take charge yeah. and be like, okay, listen, if we want to accomplish this, uh, everyone needs to be on the same page here. <laughs> and so there's always – there's going to be somebody, once you guys have done it a couple times and you know it, um, who's going to start taking control of the situation, so to speak. And then, you know, you, you want to run other people through it, and so then it gets to be routine, and everybody has their places to stand, and it's choreographed. But um, and you get it on farm, right? Mm -hmm. But the first couple times, that's that's exciting. Yeah, uh, I, I I always like doing that that first couple times thing. But I'm always so busy that by the time I get to a raid, like everybody's done it a thousand times by the time I get there, so I never get to experience that um, blundering through with a group where nobody actually knows what the hell is going on because by the time I get around to it, 
everybody's figured things <laughs> out. And they found this is the most optimal way. Make sure you have yeah. this thing. Make sure you use these bullets. Make sure that you stand uh, just at a 35 degree angle. And don't even uh, try if you aren't this level. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. how, so how do you feel about uh, gear scores and stuff like that? Do you think that stuff should be in games or do you wish it were gone? Uh, I am not the sort of person who plays games optimally. Um, <laughs> and that was actually one of my biggest fears and concerns about playing games on Twitch. Uh, when we first started doing it was that I play games to, you know, mess around and have a good time. And there's people who play them. And this is something I learned later. There are people who play them like to beat them. <laughs> and not just like to win the game, but like to conquer, to expose every system in the game and, you know, completely destroy it. So, so you're like the, the guy who's you're playing the game and, and you accidentally stumble upon the ending. Yes, <laughs> I I'm the guy who will bring a sword because it looks cool. Right. Like I. I don't even I'll get in trouble because it's like, well, why are you wearing that? That doesn't have the specs we need. It's like, yeah, but it's a wolf head. <laughs> I like the wolf head. Are that, you that's the kind of player I am? Are, are you the kind of like, do you really go all in on on, say, transmogrification where you're, you're like, OK, I want this thing with we'll say the wolf head uh, gun. I want this thing. Yes. It drops in this place. Let's go get that so I can. So I can transmogrify that onto my character so he looks badass with my cape, with my hunter cape? Well, that's that's uh, the other thing that's great about Destiny is that it allows you to go in and do that item by item. You know, if you get some stupid new boots, they don't have to look like that. Um, if you don't want them to, you can transmog them. But even down to the shaders where, you know, you can adjust the color of all your gear and your guns. Like, again, for somebody who likes visuals, that game is very pretty very very pretty oh my god that game is every time i boot up the game every single time i am astounded by how gorgeous it looks like i recently turned it on and i went to uh europa and yeah. like you land and like there's all this ice everywhere and i was looking and i was just like this is the most beautiful first person shooter i have ever seen in my life it is insane how gorgeous it is um do you, like you 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 mentioned like what your character looks like and how that's important to you do you wish that it was a third person game instead of a first person game uh no you know i mean i actually have a i i have a harder time with third per person shooters i prefer a first person shooter um and for me it's it's that character screen, you know, that you pull up with all of your gear on it and your character right there in the middle. That's all I need. And the knowledge that I look like that to everybody else around me, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not spending. Oh, I lost you. Oh, sorry. I'm back. I'm not oh. spending all that time uh, with shaders just for myself. <laughs> so you, you can you walk past mirrors and you don't even look at them. No, because you know how I good know you look. I know I look good. <laughs> yeah. that, that doesn't happen by accident, though. There's a lot of time spent in the character um, uh, customization screen for you. Yes, I spend a lot of time on equipment, making sure that the gear looks right. I mean, that's just it doesn't matter what game, but Destiny is very good at that. 
Do you feel like you spend more time doing that than you do uh, shooting dudes? Uh, well, I mean, that's definitely part of the grind, you know, and an evening of destiny would be, you know, picking up all of your, um, bounties and everything going out, you know, grinding, listening to music for a couple hours. And then at the end of the night, you come back, sort through all your stuff, you know, basically sell down, check out what you got. It's just a very meditative. There's like a, a ramp up and then there's this sort of wind down at the end. Would you, the way you're describing it makes me feel like it's so much closer to, I would say, Diablo than, yeah. say, World of Warcraft. Do you feel like it's misclassified as as an MMO? I think so. Yeah, I think you, I think it's much more comparable to a, a Diablo. I mean, it's a, it's a looter shooter. Yeah. Um, you really are just going out and grinding for gear. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like the my my biggest issue with Destiny is how disjointed the world feels. Like it, n- nothing really feels connected. And of course, you know you're on different planets, so you got to go got on your <laughs> ship to go from one place to another. But even like when you go like to a planet and you look at the map, you're like, it it just doesn't feel like it's a connected thing because you you and you land in a place, you do a quick thing, and then you leave. Uh, to go back to, was it the, the the tower? Right? Is that what it's tower, called? Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You leave and yep. go back to the tower, and then you come back to the planet again. And it just always felt really weird to me. And I feel like that's another reason why it's more uh, Diablo ish than it is World of Warcraft ish, because World of Warcraft everything feels connected. Yes, it's all seamless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, each each one of those areas i think that what destiny has has a lot of is really amazing concept art and and they're really good at taking that concept art and and visualizing it and turning into these 3d spaces right like Mm -hmm. every one of these locations to me is just a gorgeous concept art painting like if it was on the cover of a book i would want to read it Mm -hmm. so I enjoy being in each of these different zones. And when I get tired of one, I, you know, hop to another one and appreciate the difference. Do you do PVP or, or any of that stuff? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I have had phases of it throughout the years where crucible is really like the only thing I'm doing in destiny. Sometimes I had a huge gambit phase. I was hooked on gambit for a very long time. I remind me what's, which one, which is the one where it's, it's uh like a PVE VP. That's Gambit. Yeah. That's the Gambit that was... one where you guys both have like uh enemies to kill and then you can like sneak over and attack the other team. Exactly. Yes. Oh, God, it's... That's so cool. <laughs> PVE PVP um is one of my favorite things. Like cause I, as a person who likes both of those, it's just a really cool combination. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game mode, I don't know. I don't think it really took off and they messed around with it and there's a couple different modes of it now, but man, I was obsessed with it for a while. Yeah. It's, I, I, I absolutely love the way that like the scoring works. Um, so like, and I'm really explaining to the listener, not to you, obviously, you know, uh, but it's all good. Yeah. So it's like you have these enemies and they're worth different amounts of points, so you kill them, you get the points, and then you have to deposit the points, but then the other team can make it so that you can't deposit points 
and they can come assassinate you for like 10 seconds. Yeah, you have to bank the the points that you have. Otherwise, if you die, you know, you spill them. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's got this really great tension where you might kill a whole bunch of guys and you're stacked with 15 points and, and you've got to get back to the bank. Um, but like you said, the enemy team has the ability to lock your bank from their side uh, through their gameplay. Uh, it's just – I think it's really clever and it's a lot of fun. But the problem was it's also incredibly complicated. It's like it's, it's – even now trying to describe it, right? It's difficult to yeah. do. And so – a lot of times you end up getting into games where people have no idea how to play Gambit. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. And it's very clear that they don't know what they're doing. Um, and so it, it can be a very frustrating experience too. Yeah. I, I do feel, I feel like that that's like one of my favorite game modes from any game, uh, like all the other games that I'm playing, that is one of my favorite PVP game modes, but playing it with randoms, is yes. a horrible experience because you can't communicate with anybody uh, and you can't really explain what you're supposed to do, especially because I, I almost never get on voice chat with, with random people because uh, I don't want to be no. screamed at. <laughs> yeah, why would you? Yeah, no, I the, the best experiences I've had in there have been with, um, you know, Jerry and Kara, you know, friends. Um, I'll play Crucible alone, but I don't do Gambit unless I've got, unless I've got a fire team. Now, I don't think that I've played Crucible. What is that one just like uh what what kind it of game a, mode is that? I mean, it's got a bunch of different modes. It's just your your basic multiplayer where you've got um team versus team, you know, deathmatch, oh, okay. you've got capture the flag, all that capture the zone, all that stuff. All right. Uh so if uh you know, we just spent the last I don't know, half hour or so talking about, about destiny. You said you hadn't played it in a while after talking about it for this long. Do you think that you're going to fire it up again recent, uh, in the near future? Uh, I mean, I always have it installed and especially with the new systems that came out, it looks great. Um, you know, 4k 60 frames per second. It looks amazing. Um, it just might be one of those things like world of Warcraft where after so many hundreds and hundreds of hours i don't know what else is left for me to do in there you mm-hmm. know um but I, it's also very familiar and, and i i'd be surprised if i don't keep coming back to it just because i like you know it's like when you go to disneyland and you just sit on main street and you're just like oh, i just like being here the smell you know it just feels good to be here again <laughs> like yeah i don't even need, i don't even need to go on the rides i just want to be here like sometimes i just need to go to the tower <laughs> talk to that guy with that voice oh my god um i can't Zavala. uh maybe uh he's got maybe. a super deep voice yep yeah yep. oh every time he talks i'm like man i want this guy to read stuff to me <laughs> yeah so no, they did a good job they they did uh so mike thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show i really appreciate it um my each, pleasure uh, thanks he, for having me yeah each episode, I try and have my guest uh, close out the show by saying the show's motto, which is that resolution doesn't matter. Wow, but I, I'm i not sure I agree with that. Well, uh, you don't have to say it. You could say, I don't agree with the fact that the resolution doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I won't be tricked into saying that resolution doesn't matter. 